Hey everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, Eric Connor here with The Reform Way, and we are doing a special business spotlight. We are on site here at Great American Craft Spirits, literally just a stone's throw or even less about, for some of you fit people, about 200 meter run or cool down walk. <laughs> I think a crawl would be probably a, a, a crawl better. for some, <laughs> yes, um, just from the gym. So we are in the same center as the gym. We are joined here by Jarrett Gamara. The owner going, of guys? hey hey the uh, owner of Great American Craft Spirits, also CrossFit Reform member. Yep, cool. just about three four months now. Oh, yeah. there you go. See, came from another gym in Dana Point. I liked you guys better, so I came over. Hey, Jared <laughs> is going to be a carved, chiseled man. Yeah, there you go. You I know, he's to... talking to us without a shirt on, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Let you know that. You guys will. You guys will see later, possibly <laughs> in the after hours uh, podcast. Um, so. We're, uh, we're going to interview, get to know Jared a little bit more, um, talk to him about his business, talk to him about fitness, all these other kind of fun things. So really, really cool stuff. Um, so Jared, tell us more about you. So um, about your story. Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit about my background. Um, I grew up around here. Okay. Uh, I grew up in RSM. Nice. I, uh, I went to Santa Margarita Catholic. I went to St. John's Episcopal uh, for middle mm-hmm. school. So I've definitely been in the community. Um, now I live in Dana Point. Okay. Um, I have... A, uh, another business that's very close to this one. It's still an RSM. Okay. And, uh, and it's, uh, well, I guess since I've been about 18 years old, old enough to be in the liquor industry, okay. I've always have been. Um, I used to sell tequila. I used to work for a distributorship. Um, so I was on, that's uh, one side of the coin for the business or the uh, adult beverage industry. Yeah. And now I'm in the retail portion which hence uh, why we opened this. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's just a little bit about my background. Cool. Local boy. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm just uh, sitting here back listening, so I was going to ask you, did you, did selling tequila come first or drinking it? <laughs> Probably drinking it, I but, just but don't tell my parents. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know those RMs, RSM kids, my, right. including and, my yeah. own. Oh, yeah. there you go. Right, right. Um, no, we're all, you know, reading the Bible. I was, I was an for RSM. For forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> for the fact, for, for fact, I was an RSM kid, and I don't think tequila was my uh, oh, my uh, thing. Not talk, we can talk about that <laughs> after hours. After hour podcast number two. Um, so what... What inspired you to, to open this business here, Great American Craft Spirits? Uh, it's it's pretty new, right? Tell me. Yeah, we've only been in business. Um, actually, I guess we'll give a little history of yeah. uh, the evolution of Great American Craft Spirits first. Please. And uh, so it started out as just a retail store. So it was just a bottle shop. Okay. It still had the bar in here. But okay. what you would do is you'd come in and it, I could only perform tastings. Okay. So you would come in and you would, you would try a bourbon, a rum, a, a gin, whatever you fancied. And then uh, hopefully you'd like it. We would we would try and find something that you'd like, and then you'd go home with a bottle. Okay. But the community kept asking us to become a full bar. Yeah. So once we got our legs and uh, weren't spending as much, and we can actually breathe because right. you know it's a it's a new it's a startup. Yep. Um, we were actually able to get our liquor license and become a full bar, okay. and that's really where we found our heartbeat. Okay. You know that's where that's where the community has come full swing and supported us. They come in, they they have a great cocktail, a flight. Uh, we got about 200 different beers, 400 different craft spirits, great wines. And uh, that's where the community has really 
supported us, and yeah. that's where everybody has the most fun. Yeah. By the way, Jared, this is a cool bar. I mean, oh, I just, this is a cool bar. I just, for the listing audience, I just stumbled in here for the first time. It's a place where you can have a lot of fun. It's just a really comfortable, warm, that's really what, contemporary what, looking a, place. That's exactly what we're going for. It's, you know, we we try to make it a a very cheers esque environment. Mm. Um, this isn't a place that you need to be a whiskey snob or you know high and tight anything like that. It's very casual. You come mm. in, maybe you don't know anything about rums whiskeys bourbons spirit or vodka and you just want to learn and try something new or maybe you're an expert um there's something for everybody here right. same with the beers as well um got a big beer market in here so yeah yeah we do this point he's totally right this place is beautiful um for those people that don't know this is actually um the same location that used to be um amazing grapes Yep. Right. I don't know if you knew much about. It. You were. Oh yeah, I loved right? Amazing Grapes. Okay, a lot of people did, right? And oh, it was yeah. a big hiccup or a headache in the in the city when when they went out, right? Yeah. People um, people missed them like crazy. Like sad, really sad. But um, it's it was cool that it was cool. Um, uh, this vibe here is just epic to me. I yes, love it. Yes, it's uh to let you guys know um who don't know this area specifically, it's right by Dailies. Yeah. So if you come into the Dailies parking lot, you pass by that just next building right down it's right next to daily town in that mm-hmm. same block of buildings yeah and uh once you discover this place i think you're gonna so, fall in love with it is it like a 20s theme or what's the is there a time frame or what's it like so so it's funny when we when we started building this out um we just went at it yeah so basically it was it was just you know uh throwing it against the wall and hoping what stuck right. so what we started out with was um since it's small batch craft spirits, we went through that distillery kind of theme. Okay. Like you can see behind you, there's the you know the the barrel uh, yeah, mosque yeah. or the mosaic and all that. Um, but then great. we kind of went into that 1920s feel as well yeah. and kind of married it. So it's kind of this this old decrepit barrel room kind of mm-hmm. uh, speakeasy esque with that 1920s uh, spin to it. That's just a real. Um, well, we hope it's a really warm environment for people. It definitely it, is. It's um, it's got that red motif, like a speakeasy, a classic speakeasy would have, and at the same time, it's got a little bit of contemporary look to it. It's really, it's well done. Oh, really, really well done, Jared. Thank you, guys. And from, from knowing build out of a business which is doesn't have nearly as many intricacies as this does, like that's the impressive thing. It's mm-hmm. I understand how hard it is. I understand costs. Uh, it's. Oh yeah, yeah, it's hard. Truthfully, it's it. My dad, yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a mad genius when it comes to he he's the handiest man I've ever met, oh. and uh, without him, I could never have done this. Kudos, I mean, Pop. Yeah, he, I mean, he really he just went all out, and with friends and family helping, I mean, it was it was amazing. But definitely have to give a shout out to my dad. Yeah, uh, Rick Amara, man, he yeah he 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 knows what he's doing. Yeah. Jared, what are your hours? Uh, we go from uh, eleven to ten, uh, Wednesday through. Wednesday and Tuesday, or Thursday, sorry about that. So we're closed Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 10. Okay. Uh, Friday, Saturday, 11 to midnight. Um, so we're kind of that later nightlife kind of deal. And then uh, Sundays, 10 to 7. Got it. Uh, so when are your busier times? Uh, most likely, most of the time between 6 and 9, oh, we're booming. Days. Yeah, and then it starts to fade off. And then on uh, Fridays and Saturdays, from like 10.30 to midnight, it picks right back up. Okay. And it's, um, I know there's a side that at the front two doors, there's something that says bar on one side and like cocktails and beer on the other, right? Oh, it's, yeah, the, the neons up there. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something different each door? Like there's a store and a bar like of the doors? So that was actually ABC regulation. So what we had, yeah. So luckily we had two doors. 
Um, so <laughs> nice. that worked out perfectly. Um, so the bar entrance versus like somebody who just wants to come and get a bottle. Right. Um, and then I have separate managers for both, separate specialists. So if you're looking for just a bottle or something like that, um, I have people that will come out and help you shop. Yeah. And then I have my bartenders and my bar managers okay. for people who want cocktails and drinks. And, and is it, um, what was I going to say about that? Is it everyone has to be 21 to come in or just to get a drink or how does that work? We do. It, it's 21 because uh, since uh, it's just a full bar, it's all right. alcohol. Right. Um, it's not really a place for kids. Right. Um, and it's been, our, our clientele has been groups mostly and people going out for like date nights. Right. So mm. since it's like an experience, so right. a lot of people show up with at least one other person yeah. and it's kind of like a place to get away. Yeah, I could definitely see this as a lovely date night. So let's talk a little bit about your small batches. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know, and I've been telling the Love Goddess for years that my bourbon drinking is therapeutic because I know when I drink enough bourbon, I forget how much pain I was at CrossFit the day before. <laughs> now, I don't know if that carries That's over. That's a good mantra. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start um, pitching that. <laughs> go for it. So what constitutes a small batch, small proprietor versus somebody else? Well, there's no, there's no full regulation or, right. uh, I guess, a... Uh, specific yeah, guideline like a, yeah exactly okay. even if it, even it just like an unofficial mm-hmm. so basically we developed our own so we, what we told them is you can't be producing over 500 barrels and you have to produce your own so you cannot buy from these big distilleries then put it in your own barrels so we try to vet as best as possible um, that these people are owning their own distilleries they're putting their heart and souls into their own it. recipes exactly right. and uh, they're aging it themselves they're producing it themselves um, that's small batch to us so one of the things that essentially makes you guys really unique, it sounds like, right, is that you have, you don't have like the big name things, and you're mm-hmm. also helping promote other small businesses exactly. within this realm, right? Yep, it's a, uh, it's all about giving these little guys a shot. I mean, with the big retail, with the with the big, I mean, with every restaurant under the sun, it's the same thing behind the bar. Right. I mean, it maybe whiskey bars have these, you know, vast amounts of different whiskeys, but most of the time you still know the brand. Exactly. Um, right. We, if we were to do that, then we'd be doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Right. Do you at a point though, let's say one of the bourbons or mm-hmm. one of the ryes or one of the scotches blows up mm-hmm. and they just, they cross over your criteria. I don't know how you monitor that, but let's assume you can. Mm-hmm. Do you pull them off the shelf at a certain point in time? In other words, let's say one of these syntax takes off and another in every BevMo. That's yeah. It. They're off your mission statement. Right. Or they're off your focus. Or That would depend. We're so new that I haven't. I mean, there's a couple of brands like Tennessee Legend right. that's just exploding. But we're such good friends with them that I don't think we'd ever stop selling them because we know all of the owners, the distillers personally. We call them, you know, these are these are little guys. So right. we make sure that we get to know them before we even uh, buy them. We want to know their story. So I would hope that um, we would never stop selling them. Uh, we would always just stick it out with them because we were there with them at the beginning mm-hmm. and, and vice versa with us. Yeah, it, 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 and, and I don't mean to get off in no, one of the rabbit holes. One of the issue, interesting parts of the small craft beer industry mm-hmm. is that as they start to blow up, they get swallowed by the bigger guys. So all of a sudden, you have a small craft beer that might have been... Ballast Point. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Fat Absolutely, tire, Ballast right? Point's a great, uh, you great know, example. And all of a sudden, right. it be, becomes so popular that the big guys go, we want you now as part of our conglomerate. Not to... Not to put down something like Ballast Point, which is a great beer. Right. But how I see it is they don't need my business anymore. Right. So so at some point there's gonna be a point where these guys really you know, they're calling right. and asking, hey, how's it how's it pushing? What can I do to help? Right. I'm helping them. I'm giving them you know, we're working together constantly. Uh, 
and then you've got guys like Ballast Point that are, you know, it's millions and millions of dollars. They don't really need need any right. more help, so they're good. Right. It's yeah. it's basically that. I mean, um, if I know them personally, of course, I'd still keep selling them. But if they're going to sell out to a big corporation, you know, Godspeed. Yeah, I'm right. with you. Right. It's just it. a different. It's just different like direction they're going. Or yeah, yeah. Like there's they're, nothing wrong with it. It's just they're super it successful, and uh, you know, it's awesome. Right. Um, so you talk. You talked about how like people. Um, like before you got the bar set up, right? People would come in and you said they could taste some and kind of mm-hmm. like buy things here. So do they still do tastings to kind of see what they like or how, how does oh, yeah. this kind of stuff work? So, so uh, uh, what customers will do, there's there's basically two different types of customers that'll come in um, as far as bar customers. Okay. Um, the normal where they're just coming in to have like the best cocktails in town, maybe, you know, one of our 200 different beers, things like that. And then there's the other customer that wants to just try flights. And they'll sit here and they'll try all, they'll either walk around the store and take pictures of each bottle that they find interesting, or they'll ask us and our spirits experts will come over and build them a flight. And then they'll, you know, they'll try and they'll say, I didn't like this. I like that. And then go from there. So that's awesome. Jared, what's the trend you see right now? Obviously bourbon's blown over the last five years and and it's kind of surpassed, surplanted, at least in worldwide, even some scotch Mm -hmm. countries. Um, do you see any interesting trends happening in the in the distilled area now? Do you see like oh yeah? You know, do you see like oh my god, gin's making a comeback or? It's uh, rye right now. Okay. Which is strange because rye is spicy. Right. So it's, it's so, peppery to me. Yeah, it's very peppery, and uh, for some reason, out of nowhere, I think in the last I'd seen in six months, I've seen rye whiskeys taking off. Um, <laughs> the sweeterness or the sweetness of uh, bourbon. I I don't know if it's if it's just dying out or something or if somebody wants something new. But bourbons are always going to be popular. Right. Um, straight whiskeys are kind of okay, but uh, rye whiskeys are definitely growing. Okay. We talked a little bit earlier, and, I, and I've been drinking bourbon for a while. And I, to your point, I like a bourbon with a little more bite and a little mm-hmm. less sweetness. So I like the higher proof bourbons. To explain the difference to the audience, what the difference between a whiskey and a bourbon is. Uh, 51% corn. Okay. So uh, it's just the makeup. Um, giving it that sweet, t- uh, because it's coming from a vegetable, well, so that has a lot of sugar into it. So that's what makes up the the uh, composition of a bourbon. So as long as it's fifty one percent corn, then you can call it a bourbon, and then they can use different mash after that. Right, and the where a whiskey doesn't have that have that same highest percentage. Exactly. Okay. And then a rye is mostly right. rye, right. rye grain. So. You're not a big drinker here, Eric. So this is like all have, new territory to Eric. I have, it's I like, have. It'd be like that's my favorite kind of customer, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like love trying to tell I love it. What to snatch people. is? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah no, it's not that. It's an exercise move when you have to work. I can teach my grandma how to snatch, but I don't know. So I got. I have a cold brew coffee. To be fair, I just don't drink a lot of alcohol. But and a very very tasty cold brew coffee. But yeah, I mean, and I'm not against drinking by any means, and I have, I've liked some things too. No, I, I get uh, it. So I would. This is actually an, an exactly kind of like what he's saying, and the thing I love about this is it sounds like it's a very unique, individualized, professional kind of experience from from your staff, mm-hmm. where someone like me, perfect, that has really no clue, would be like, "Well, I like this kind of thing here, or I can try this and I can try that." And what I like to do when I go into whether it's alcohol or coffee or really other things is taste some things and see if it seems like what I want on the day. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So then you can kind of compare them and it's... Boy, I'd love to see Eric drink a flight of bourbon. Oh, man. <laughs> I would like to see that before and after I would picture. be so much more fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be something. I would. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll judge that. When I drink, do I'm a good time. food? We do not. So uh, we, d- we do have bar snacks okay, and, uh, say, and popcorn keep- and things like that. Um, but we're full bar. We, we like to keep it focused on the, the cocktails right. and the whiskeys and whatnot. But what we do 
and our customers love it is we allow people to bring their own food in. That's huge. So yeah, so they just uh, like we have signs with Uber Eats and things like uh, that to remind perfect. people. Yeah, and then sometimes you order. need a little something think, while you're oh, drinking. Yeah. I thought you guys were going to deliver the the liquor. Oh yeah, yeah. Someday maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. That's a whole side. As business. we start growing, yeah. Right. Well, let's uh, let's kind of segue into something. So, what led you? Uh, so again, like we said earlier, you're you're a member at the gym at CrossFit mm-hmm. Reform. Um, what brought you to us? So, firstly, um, I I was a member at another gym, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I think CrossFit's one of the greatest workouts I've ever had in my life, hands down. Yeah. Um, I love that it's always different, that every single day I come in, it's something new that stresses my body out, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's great for getting in shape, but also too, I like it for weight loss. Um, It just keeps me focused. Um, So I was waking up at five in the morning and then going to my gym, which is, I'm a morning person. Dana Point, is that right? Is it down Dana Point? Mm -hmm. Is it CrossFit Dana Point? CrossFit Dana Point. Great box, yeah. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, great guys. Um, But it, it would get a little more packed certain hours but i would wake up at five and then i would come back take my shower and then come here yeah and uh it was uh it was a little bit of a hassle it was because i'm working probably 10 to 12 hours a day just getting this thing up and rolling um waking up that early was starting to break me down um so then i found you guys walked over loved the gym loved the whole environment and how welcoming you guys were and absolutely changed my whole mind Good. Yeah, so I signed up like that day. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. Um, know, there's some yeah. truth, and Jared's point's well taken, is that logistics stuff does matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as much as boxes are great, a lot are good and some are bad, whatever, mm-hmm. part of my process when, when I came to Reform also, it has to fit somewhat into my logistics and my lifestyle because if it gets oh, yeah, too exactly. far away, it may be great, but it just takes too much time just to get there. Mm-hmm. So especially during rush hours and data point. It, 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 oh yeah. It it was, to, it's maddening yeah. getting back. Exactly. And uh, since you guys have a class at, at noon, right. I just go over on my break. That's, yeah. that's my dead time here. Um, I've got staff here to cover me. I go over, I, I get my workout and I feel amazing. You guys have showers and accommodations. Right. Um, so I, I get ready. I change right back in and then I'm back here. And then I'm energized as well. So by the right. time I'm leaving here, I'm, I'm ready to go home. Right. Instead of being tired at 5 in the morning. Right. You know, and where work, then... Work kind of suffers. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking rhythms better. You're exactly. tired when you should be tired before mm-hmm. the next day starts. So you would say that, it, that finding the balance between, um, you know, owning your business, but also making sure you prioritize your time, your, your health, your focus has helped. Would you say that that's helped your business along with you personally? Oh, yeah, completely. Okay. Uh, a startup is stressful no matter who you are, whatever business it is. I mean, it's stressful and it's, uh, when you're here and you're, you've got staff, you've got people depending on you, you've got customers, things like that. Uh, the best thing in the world to do is to work out. Right. There's nothing else. Right. There's no, you can't have a beer or something like that. You can't right. even like, you know, just going for a walk. That's great and everything, but a full workout to just clear your mind, feel great, set a goal. You know, for me, mm-hmm. it's weight loss right. and, and be attaining that uh, makes my whole day that much better. I mean, the worst thing could happen to me after a workout and it just, I'll figure out how to fix it, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. it's, and like I said, with CrossFit Reform, you guys tailor it so you're not killing me. Right. Um, it's very scalable yeah. so that if I know I'm having a big day, I can tone my, my workout back yeah. um, and then come here and just feel great. Right. How long have you been doing CrossFit for? Probably about on and off for about two years. Yeah. And what got you into it down there? Uh, I was getting married. Oh, nice. and, uh, and I just oh, we have some honeymoon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry so <laughs> I just was like uh, I wanted to lose lose some weight and I had a friend and they, she was uh, she told me about it mm-hmm. and I was scared to death of it 
because it, like, especially when I went to go see, uh, I watched her. It looked mm. intense. Yeah, you yeah. look and see them do a chipper workout. I've seen oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I go, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone's dropping deadlift over here. I mean, uh, you know, someone's cracking. Oh, my God. Well, it, too, Lots of I chalk was like, everywhere. It's like some of these guys are like, and girls are like Greek gods. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you go in there and I'm like, I'm not cut like that. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, so I did a, a trial mm-hmm. and it was scalable. And that scalability was something I've never been used to or never experienced. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was hooked. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny when you drink that Kool Aid. Yeah. And it's funny, but even the scale one, you go home and you go, I wonder why I can't move my thighs today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? So. Well, the funny thing is, like, people all kind of are like, you know, when they're right in the beginning, too, they're like, you know, it's so new and everything's so new. And they're like, man, like, I just, it'll be so much easier when I'm, when I'm better at these things. And I'm like, well, this exact workout at the level you're doing right now will feel a lot easier. But like when you get better, you start to challenge it in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it still kind of is challenging. Oh no, you're being, you're, you're being challenged no, it's more. Like the, it's, it's always, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I never leave there, you know, the <laughs> right. feeling like I just walked, none, you know, yeah. none of us do. <laughs> the love God is my wife works out and she goes, God, I just, these are getting harder. I go, no, they're not getting harder, sweetie. Yeah. You're just getting fitter. Therefore yeah. it feels harder, but it's really the amount of suffering you come up right now, walking up those stairs, that looked just like the first day you started. Right. Exactly. And yep, yep, absolutely. Instead of do doing it. 10 lunges, now you're doing 40. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. able to do twice yeah. or three times the amount of what you used to do, or you're able to do it with a much shorter time right. or more less rest or whatever it is. And, What's uh, your favorite movement? What's your favorite weight? Well, what do you enjoy doing? What, what do you like? Yeah, if it's on the board. Um, deadlifts. Mm. Yeah, you I, look I like just, a deadlift. Yeah, I just, I, I love deadlifts. Yeah. I love the, like, how much weight you put on and everything. It's just, um, and then too, today I like to just doing bench, you know, oh, getting yeah. back oh, to the roots. Oh, yeah. Like, I, no I just kidding. haven't benched in forever. Yeah, yeah. it felt yeah. great. Yeah, there's some guys, I swear, there's some members that we, let's say, legitimately take a sick day at work to come to the bench day. Really? Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> oh, it's benching. Yeah, I'm yeah. canceling everything else. Well, to <laughs> Corey, schedule, yeah, yeah. to going, your point, to Corey, our executive producer, director, and man about town, who does a lot of that programming with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. we've done more bench here in the last couple of years than I ever did at the other gym I was at for five years. I mean, really? In fact, we've actually done once at this gym, or actually twice now, we've done curls. Yeah. Now I go to the women's bathroom and look in the mirror. Yeah, soon. Yeah. soon. Oh, we'll yeah. Get in. My biceps are just bulging now. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make you look good in your polo. There you go. <laughs> yeah, see? There's some good That's stuff. what it's all about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Looking good. Yeah, looking good. Yeah. And we can just come over here and have some fun. Well, um, <laughs> that's probably a good place for us to wrap this up. But, guys, uh, we'd highly, highly would recommend um, stepping in here if you guys have not been in. Like, I actually feel really bad personally because I, same idea as you, I'm a business owner in this center. I try to meet the new people and see the things. And sometimes you just get caught in your own work. Oh right? yeah, like yeah. All the time. There's always something to get done. And I've always wanted to step in and, and see it. And so I'm glad we did this on site because this place is, like I said, beautiful. Like Jared, here's the problem I have. Yeah. I'm going to be really honest with you. Stepping in is the easy part. It's stepping out. That's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I could see myself coming here tonight after the workout, just to have a pop to try. Oh, to yeah, yeah. They're closed Absolutely. on Tuesdays, Pete. <laughs> so hey, maybe we'll change that maybe we'll have a, you know a special cross yeah. today you know we'll open the doors i mean i'm here all the time <laughs> we have we have a community and then <laughs> yeah there you go that. so we're definitely going to talk about those but guys definitely um come out here great american craft spirits ranch of santa margarita visiting visiting Jarrett and his, his awesome crew of uh kind of stocking these small batch businesses essentially and mm-hmm. and just this this cool local vibe great vibe you know great vibe really cool place i think this place is gonna it's like i said right by dailies everybody yeah, kind of come in and try this joint. It's really cool. It's a yeah, nice joint. Come see us. It's a cool. Nice joint. Yeah, awesome. we'll take care of you. Thank you, Jared. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 
Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.